Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Life, love, and liberty. It's Monica Matthews. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. I have been MIA this week because my dear, awesome, sweet producer has been profoundly ill no, it is not with the coronavirus, but nevertheless, a nasty upper respiratory uh, infection. So yes, this is definitely flu season. Um, it is time to uh, take cover. <laughs> Actually, it's time for you to not freak out about the word pandemic. The word pandemic simply means, actually, it means a couple of things. One, it describes the extent of the viral disease process that we see occurring across the globe. It has now become global. So global and pandemic are synonymous. Epidemic is synonymous with regional activity. So it really is, you know, it's it's more of a geographical marker, Um and, and that's not to slight the fact that we now have over a thousand cases in the United States. And according to, uh, the rate, the rate of duplication, replication of this virus, it, we could see tens of thousands, uh, by next month. Yeah. Uh, who knows? But, um, but when we hear the term pandemic, it tends, to, it tends to scare us. The other thing to keep in mind, um, it's my understanding that with the term pandemic also, um, allows for the bureaucratic shackles to come off in the way of uh, vaccine development, uh, trials, you know, things that you would normally have to adhere to uh, standards and, 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 and protocol, legislative protocol, uh, legal protocol with regard to, um, you know, vaccines and study subjects and whatnot and testing subjects and duration of testing, pandemic basically busts through the bureaucratic door and says, I'm here, it's time to do something. Um, So you will uh, begin to see, I know there's one company out of Texas currently who is touting, um, you know, that they will have the vaccine uh, first and, and faster than anyone else. Um, so something to keep an eye on. So there are a couple of positives that come out of uh, the World Health Organization, WHO, otherwise known as WHO, um, WHO, determining that this is in fact a pandemic. Um, they've also said, you know, the Democrats are kind of jumping on the bandwagon of uh, the World Health, I don't know why I keep the World Horth, Horth Organization my mental dyslexia, um, not to be confused with coronavirus, but they have, uh, they have jumped on this statement that who made recently that they're very uh, disappointed, um, with how 
this virus has been handled up to this point because it has in fact uh, created this pandemic type um, of an atmosphere. Well, let us not get confused that that is not code for that's how President Trump has handled the coronavirus. That is not what that means, even though you will uh, likely hear many Democrats um, running through the halls of, of, of coronavirus land Congress um, doubting that this, in fact, lays at it rests at the feet of Donald J. Trump that now we're in pandemic mode. No, it actually rests upon the feet of the Chinese. The Democrats have completely lost their minds to the point where now um, calling for censure, censuring of House members who have referred to this as the Chinese coronavirus. You have Ilhan Omar. <coughs> Excuse me. That is not the coronavirus, but you have Elon Omar tweeting out, excuse me, that, uh, allergies that, um, it is that the viruses are, um, what does she call it? That, it, that we shouldn't be racist about it. That, that, that viruses are not, <sighs> what did she call it? Well, it's not that they're not racial, but it's along those lines. And I thought, well, hmm. Okay. Tell that to the indigenous folks in various states of Africa, countries of Africa, rather, um, who were first wrought with HIV, uh, which then turned to AIDS. That was a regional cultural issue initially. So, yes. Um, diseases can in fact begin within certain cultures. Uh, your genetics are a great place to start for that fact. Uh, just look under a microscope and your DNA will carry, uh, many genetic, uh, dispositions throughout your generations of what, uh, could be, you know, anything from cancer risks to, um, digestive issues blood disorders, uh, and you can trace those back to your ancestry. So that's not racist, deal, dear Ilhan. That, that is simply, once again, scientific, factual, empirical evidence, otherwise known as biology 101. So I, I would encourage you not to get caught up in that. I think the bigger concern for all of us should be the financial um, outcomes of, of all of this. I know some of you, you know, we are in a bull market at the moment. Um, some of you are, um, excited because you've seen an opportunity to buy, 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 buy as other people are selling. And you would be absolutely correct. <laughs> this is a great time for you to jump into the market. It may actually go lower. Uh, don't kick yourself in the butt over that, but, um, this would probably be a great time to get in touch with someone, your financial advisor, um, and see, you know, where your money could best, uh, rebound along with the rest of the economy, which will most assuredly happen, uh, because this too shall pass. But in terms of employment, you know, think of all of those people in the, um, entertainment industry, um, hospitality, uh, tourism, um, this is global. I, I heard one of my colleagues, Clark Howard today say that, um, you know, this is going to have, 
uh, long-term ripples and effects, and particularly on our airlines. Uh, there are some airlines who may end up filing for bankruptcy over this. Um, it's going to, the damage will be, you know, exponential uh, to what we can even uh, wrap our minds around right now. They're down by 70% uh, passengers, you know, are um, in droves deciding to stay home. I visited our state capitol today for a hearing on a particular piece of legislation that I'm very personally attached to. Um, even though the Speaker of the House, you know, encouraged the public to stay home, not to come. There were notices all over the Capitol, um, you know, don't shake hands, you know, be kind, give a smile, <laughs> greet someone, but, you know, try not to touch each other, basically. Um, you know, encouraging people to just be safe rather than sorry whenever it comes to this virus. I know uh, in Washington State, they're forbidding people to gather uh, over more than 250 individuals for a gathering um, that is currently being outlawed. Um, from what I understand, there's a community in New York that uh, there's so many people with the virus in this one community that they have uh, called in the National Guard uh, to not drive through the city in tanks with armed armed individuals. Rather, they are cleaning schools. They are providing meals on wheels, essentially, um, you know, so toilet paper missing from my grocery store. Uh, apparently if you get there early in the morning, according to my other colleague, uh, Eric Erickson, then you can, um, you can rest assured that you'll probably find some TP, but our Publix is the, the toilet paper aisle has been completely taken over by a bottled water. So, you know, as you can see, people are like, no, you're not gonna, you know, leave me out of the uh, panic equation. Again, I think there is a reasonable um, amount of, of reasoning and, and, and rationale that you should take uh, when considering traveling for anything, you know, outside of an absolute must. I know people are um, working from home. Uh, I know our traffic pattern, at least from what I've seen right here in my area in Atlanta, which has hellish traffic. Um, is not nearly what it normally is during the week. Kids are staying home from school. I don't know what parents are going to do who have kids who are now going to, uh, you know, colleges or um, elongating their spring breaks. Some colleges are um, rescheduling uh, tests and graduation ceremony dates. I mean, just think about the the ripple effects of people completely freaking out. Um, and whether you think this is all just another coup or a coup attempt or, you know, an attempt to keep Donald J. Trump in office forever or to oust him because after all, it's his fault that people eat bad soup. Um, yeah. Uh, the bottom line is people are sick. People have died. People are going to continue to die. Uh, and one way you can make sure that that's not you is to wash, wash, wash your little hands. I put, um, sometimes it really can be that simple. Keep your fingers out of your nose and your eyeballs. You know, I see students walking around Georgia State University today after leaving the Capitol and they all have on, a lot of them have on face masks. And I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder if they realize that their eyes <laughs> are actually considered an orifice. <laughs> so... Um, it is transmitted through your eyes, your nose, your mouth. 
Um, it, it is not skin to skin per se, unless somehow that little booger can get into your body. Uh, on Twitter, I put up a, uh, a comprehensive, really, um, I loved this piece. It's a comprehensive piece describing how the coronavirus actually takes hold. Um, and I thought this was really interesting. It basically, whenever you look at the virus under a microscope, it has spikes on it. Um, you know, kind of a a lot, a lot like some cancer cells do actually. If you see those, you know, um, uh, the drawing, the renderings of cancer cells, um, and pictures you'll find online, but just look at the coronavirus and the spikes that it has on it. And it basically permeates, you know, your cell and gets in. And just like with all other viruses, it starts to lie and mutate and, and your, your cells don't know what to do with it, or they do. Um, people die because your cells freak out and start attacking your body. Um, they begin to multiply, uh, too fast and your body cannot keep up with that. So it is, um, it is imperative, you know, to definitely keep your hands washed and keep your fingers out of your nose, out of your eyes, out of your mouth. Um, interesting to note in this comprehensive piece, the soap suds, the oil from any soap that you would use, begin to break down the protein of the virus. It breaks down its protective coating because viruses have their own uh, protection. I mean, that's how they live. I keep telling you these things are intelligent beings, if you will. And that's not some, you know, sci-fi language or rhetoric. It's actually true. Um, there's an intelligence behind, uh, viruses. Of course, you know, I tend to look at the spiritual nature of things. So, you know, I saw, speaking of, I saw a meme the other day. Um, I, I want to say it was the, the, the bee, the Babylon bee, and they're usually hilarious, but I did see something that just struck me as a little sacrilegious. It bothered me, uh, but it was a joke and it was meant to be funny. Uh, but during this time of prayer, you know, and covering your homes in prayer, I've said, you know, I've quoted Psalm 91 for the past couple of weeks. Uh, that this is a pestilence. It is a plague, if you will, in the biblical sense of the term. Um, you know, Psalm 91, keeping yourself under the shadow of the Most High. And, and these things, you know, pass over your home. That, that means keeping yourself under God's protection mentally, emotionally, uh, spiritually, as well as practically, right? Uh, and, and, when you, and when we are at peace and when we are positive and when we are happy and we're joy-filled and we're not riddled with fear and bitterness and anger and rage and wrath and retribution and all this mess of the world um, and deceit and craziness and all of that, um, you know, there tends to be a peace that rules and reigns over your person. And, uh, and that is maintaining your faith in, in maintaining, you know, your abode in the heavenlies under the shadow of the almighty. Well, this Babylon B, um, meme was like showing someone painting their doorpost with Chick-fil-A, um, basically what is it? Honey mustard sauce. And, you know, that the coronavirus would pass over anyone who, you know, and what they were doing was mocking Passover, essentially. And they were, they were mocking, uh, making light of uh, that plague where God said, all right, you know, put your blood, put the, put the blood of your lambs on the, of your sacrifices, you know, on your doorposts 
and the spirit of death will not come near your dwelling. And whenever that plague came through and people did not have the blood of that sacrificial lamb on their doorposts, people were, you heard screaming through the land because the firstborn men, babies died. So interesting stuff. And I didn't find that very funny when I went to laugh, there was like a catch in my spirit where I thought, Hmm, that kind of crosses a line for me as a Christian that I just don't find humorous. Um, because I do believe there is power in blood and I believe there is, don't believe me. Look at someone's blood sample who is struggling with coronavirus right now. Look at someone's blood sample who has HIV trying to stay out of the AIDS component of that disease structure. So blood matters and most certainly if you're a Christian, the blood of Christ matters. So whenever I say, I hope that you're praying over your families, um, the blood of Christ over your families in faith, um, not in some Hollywood, you know, half baked kind of half mocking, um, state of heart or mind, but honestly, you know, putting the blood of Christ over the doorpost of your heart, your mind, your family, your kids, yourself, your workplace, everywhere your feet tread, you know, your cars, um, your doctor's offices, you know, and, and believing in all of that is, um, is done to us according to our faith. So that's just my two cents on that. Uh, in other news, Harvey Weinstein, um, gets 23 years. I've listened to his attorneys for the better half of the day. They feel like he got the, you know, a shakedown, a raw end of the deal. Um, from what I, and they believe that the judge had it in for him from the beginning. Of course, there were over 80 women who came forward uh, as Hollywood cases have not even, his trials haven't even begun. Um, but he's, you know, looking at 80 years and he's already in poor health. And, um, you know, what do you guys think about that? You can sound off about that on my website uh, at this podcast uh, that'll be up on my website shortly. And, uh, you can hit the open mic and let me know what you think about that. You know, I asked the question on Twitter. Most of you believe that it's too lenient. I asked, is this appropriate? Is it too lenient? Is it too, uh, stringent? What is, you know, what are your thoughts on 23 years in prison, which means he would likely, I believe he's 60 something. Um, you know, uh, and given his health, I don't know that he would, see the end of that sentencing. They are in fact going to, they, they're beginning their appeal. They had to get the sentencing out of the way to begin the appellate process of which they have already begun. Uh, they believe that they could see something as soon as midsummer. Um, but wow. I mean, just wow. Talk about, you know, major retribution for a lot of women. I, I have seen a disturbing trend. I will tell you on my Twitter feed of some of you believing that, or you're of the opinion that, you know, these girls knew what they're doing and I, and, and whenever they went to him and I, and I just want to say something about that. Um, as a victim of sexual assault, I, I want to say, and not just one, um, by the way, but in my younger years, I want to say something about this. Um, sure. There are moments when you know that you are, uh, walking into a situation, uh, your spirit sending all kinds of, you know, bells and whistles and, 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 you know, your, in, your insides are screaming saying, mm, this is probably a bad idea, but if I don't, what is that going to mean for my career? 
Um, you know, and I, and I really, I, I want this part. I want this role. I want, you know, whatever. And no matter what you think of that, no matter how shallow you think that is, it really is the thought process of very young women who want to make it, who already have very little self-esteem as it is. There are also women out there who embraced his level of, um, and, and, and his brand of uh, predation. And they just did because they knew that's what it was going to take and they were willing to do it. They have not come forward. They don't feel like a victim. They were okay with it. They worked the system that they understood the system to be and they have in fact moved forward in their careers and or they haven't. Either way, they made a conscientious, willful decision that they were okay putting themselves in that position and they knew he was the gatekeeper and they were willing to pay the price for entry. Then there are those who showed up for their auditions and meetings and were ushered to his hotel room. You know, they, they met, um, in the lobby of the hotel, whatever, you know, there are plenty of hell. I've met people in the movie industry here at the St. Regis and I, you know, at the bar, you know, I wouldn't have necessarily thought, Oh, I guess this means I'm going to have to go to their room. Uh, but whenever a woman, you know, associated with him ushers you, Hey, he can't make it down, but you know, he wants you to um, you know, come up and, and we're going to go up and talk with him here. And then she leaves you in the room by yourself. You're kind of, that's kind of a setup. So there, so there are a number of scenarios at work here. Um, so I just wanted to caution you about being so simple minded about these things that, you know, well, she asked for it or she knew what was going on. Um, some girls do, some girls don't, and some girls actually welcome it. So just a heads up on that. Uh, I will be back with you guys tomorrow. Uh, again, contact your financial advisors, wash your hands, use soap. Um, think you're supposed to sing for 20 seconds, but, uh, but that soap does break down the protein, the protective protein around the virus, uh, or rinse those little boogers away without their protective coating and their little spiky coating. It is impossible for them to enter into your uh, precious immune system and body and begin to wreak havoc. Um, also keep people in your prayers, pray over the country, pray for the president, pray for wisdom, pray for, you know, anyone in a position of authority, pray that a vaccine, if you're one who's got, you're a proponent, you will actually take a vaccine, uh, pray for that to come forth and expeditiously. Um, and hopefully something that won't sterilize the whole world. <laughs> there's my, uh, there's my two cents of conspiracy theory, but, uh, you guys take it easy, take a deep breath. Joe Biden is going to be the Democrat nominee. And I can't wait to see who his vice presidential nominee is or or pick is, uh, because that's going to end up being the person on the ticket. (laughs) But in the meantime, you can catch me on Twitter at Monica on your talk, Facebook at Monty Matthews, iTunes, Stitcher, sign up for my newsletters at MonicaMatthews.com. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.